Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and joining us this morning, a couple of folks from Champions for Children based in Tyler, Executive Director Andrea Horton and Development Director Michelle Kenyon. Good morning to both of you and great to have you with us. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having us today. Sure thing. I know there are a lot of things going on with Champions that you want to get us up to date on. And don't forget, InFocus is available online. Just go to ktbb.com slash InFocus. And InFocus is uploaded to our website by the day after the show airs. As the very, very almost too old saying goes, this is not your first rodeo. Going back a number of years, we've done a number of InFocus shows with Champions. Um, Andrea, I think this is maybe the second or third that you've done with us. But we always like to keep people up to date on who you are and what you do and let's just get the basics as we always do around this time in the show what is champions for children just a basic rundown maybe a little bit of history but the services that you provide for tyler and the surrounding area so champions for children started 25 years ago we just finished our our 25th anniversary year and we um, exist primarily to make sure that all children in our community have the opportunity to reach their full potential we do that through a series of different programs primarily focused on coaching and mentoring adult caregivers and then working with children and their families when they're having challenging behaviors um, developmental delays or emotional challenges um, we have three licensed professional counselors and four child development specialists and they are on hand and available to help families in our community and as we'll find out during the course of the show that is only the beginning we'll get into the details as we move forward but let's talk first of all about, well, actually, one, I, one quick question. Uh, what area do you serve exactly? I know Tyler, but uh, I think you cast your net a little bit wider than that as well. Absolutely. So over the last 25 years with our child development specialists, they have been training. Um, we just calculated that last year we served in 59 different Texas counties. Oh, my goodness. And so the 14 counties um, directly related to the East Texas workforce development area that we live in and then counties throughout Texas um, north of us all the way down to the Rio Grande Valley over to the Conca Valley. Um, we have trainings online. We have curriculum available online and then we do conferences throughout throughout Texas. Okay and we're going to go into some special projects that you have going right now. Before we do that I want to make sure people know how to reach you if they have questions. The website is championsforchildren.org. The number is 903-592-1454. There's an email address jj at championsforchildren.org and also an online request form. You are physically located at 4883 High Tech drive which is a short street kind of a business oriented Correct. street mm -hmm. just off uh shiloh road east of paluxy exactly and um there are certain things that people need to know about the best ways to contact you for certain t for different types of situations that they may find themselves in we'll get to that a little bit later in the show but one of the things we want to kind of get into early in the game you recently hosted what you call the breakfast for champions and this was a big event i believe it had just a lot to do with community awareness and just mm -hmm. uh engaging with people around the community who share your interests and concerns Yes, our Breakfast for Champions is an opportunity to be able to share a little bit about what's going on in our community related to the needs of families and children, and especially young children. So we just completed a community needs assessment and developed a strategic plan um, as a part of our 25th anniversary year, and we 
went out into the public, invited them to come and participate in this Breakfast for Champions. We were able to talk about some of the unique challenges our daycare centers are facing, some of the unique challenges that our children are facing as we come out of COVID. And there's so many um, things that happened during that time from staying home um, to not being in school as much and getting behind in their studies. And we're trying to address those needs. Um, but then even more importantly, we wanted to recognize the work of those who are working with young children every day. And so we were able to recognize and honor several of our daycare centers and um, community leaders who are making a difference in the lives of children every day. And a couple of those in particular, uh, the city of Tyler got an award and we had something about that on the radio. It was for their infants at work program. And then you gave out an award for the early childhood educator of the year. Let's get a little bit of information about that. The first city of Tyler goes, they, they have the Infants at Work program, and if I remember, Andrew, you may have to help jump in here, but I think there are six different ones that are there. Um, they keep growing. It is the neatest thing where there are all these children on in the office and everybody is working and if somebody has to go to a meeting i remember uh don warren was talking about how somebody would go to the meeting and then another co-worker would help watch the child so it uh -huh. was just a very it's very inclusive and it's very encouraging to young mothers that, that have these children and don't have an place to take their child so it's really cool and then ariel jones of the bollard early education center she had was a hundred percent of the bright by text program that they and she was doing our educator of the early childhood educator of the year we had lynn sitton from uh, tjc that we uh, recognized there was just a lot of really interesting and very cool programs um a couple of our child development specialists got to really talk a little bit more about how well they worked with them and how they encouraged all the different educators in their program. All right. So that was just really a multifaceted event. And uh, one of the things I was checking your website um, in preparation for the show. And let me stop there and just make sure everybody knows who we are and what we're doing. I'm John Sims. This is In Focus. And our guests are Andrea Horton and Michelle Kenyon with Champions for Children. Welcome if you're just joining us this morning. Anyway, I was checking your website, which, by the way, is championsforchildren.org. Mm -hmm. And... Um, one of the things it says on there is that since 1996, you've been the motivating force behind a coordinated community effort to design and implement progressive programs to help at-risk children, parents, and child care providers. And I think that's a good way to lead in to the community needs assessment because it isn't just champions for children doing this. It's a cooperative, collaborative community effort. But with that said, let's go into uh, exactly what that community needs assessment is all about, what you hope to accomplish. So what we hope to accomplish by doing a community needs assessment, and our, our community needs assessment focused primarily on the needs of young children and families, but we really wanted to dig deep into what is happening in our community, the great things and the strengths that we have, as well as the areas of need that we continue to have. Mm -hmm. And we use that information to build a strategic plan that um, allows us to use the gifts and the talents that we have in our organization to be able to meet the needs that were expressed during that community needs assessment. We interviewed um, 
in person or online, about 250 people. And we were able to gather their comments, find their trends, um, find the trends that were happening to families in our community. So the biggest um, need within our child care industry that we discovered was about 75% of our families are having trouble finding daycare. Mm-hmm. We are hearing story after story of families who have infants, which get, goes back to that Infants at Work program that the city of Tyler has put into place because yes. infants simply cannot find spots in Tyler, Texas, and families are not able to go back to work with high-quality care for their children because there's not a place for their child. And so um, on the other side of that is that daycare centers can't find teachers to work. Mm. And so on the one hand, while our families are struggling with not having spots for their children, our daycare centers are struggling with closing their classrooms while they have waiting lists, while children need care because they simply don't have caregivers to provide the quality of service that they require. Um, How much of this has to do with COVID? (laughs) A significant portion, although I will say that this was on the precipice right before COVID. These things were beginning to happen, so it's not a surprise to anyone in the early childhood in the early child care field but um during covid what happened was a lot of people um when the centers closed down even temporarily they went out and found other work work Mm -hmm. um in fast food and things like that and when the time came for them to return to work and for their centers to open back up they just didn't want to come back um others because of medical and health concerns didn't feel comfortable returning to work and so we've been training a new population of daycare teachers um but wages post-covid have have changed the balance just enough that oftentimes our daycare teachers just don't make enough money absolutely and and we recognize that our daycare centers are doing the best they can parents are doing the best they can and their budgets are already tight with the cost of child care as it is so champions really has been going out into the state and into the community to try to identify what are some ways that we can support their early childhood system it's not going away we can't do our community and have a strong community without quality child care programming. And so we have to find a way to support our systems and support our daycare centers so that they can be successful, open their doors, and be available to families and ch- children. Very good. Thank you, Andrea. Andrea Horton and Michelle Kenyon with Champions for Children, our guests this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. And um, that really kind of spells it out in all too grim a fashion although the good (laughs) side is that champions for children is working on this you've got that community needs assessment uh in the works right now Uh, community needs assessment completed in the strategic plan in the works right now but we wanted to bring up one more thing that we can't ignore outside of the childcare setting parents seem most concerned with their ability to have healthy relationships with their children a lot of times there are things that are happening right there in the home that are causing a lot of challenges absolutely yes our families really are having a hard time you know having children does not come with a workbook or a guidebook to tell you exactly how to be a parent and what your children are going to need and what their different cries mean and all of those things and so parents are really struggling and um, our community needs assessment really brought to light the fact that that quality interactions between parents and care p- 
parents, caregivers, and the children in their care is what really makes the biggest difference between a child being able to reach their full potential and a child struggling throughout their childhood and into their adulthood. And so we see the effects of that every day in our community. Um, And when we look at um, incarceration rates, young teen pregnancy rates, high school um, dropout rates, those can be tied back directly most times to things that happen to a young child during their early earliest years and uh, by the earliest years i guess i don't know if we specified this up until now but birth to age five is really your focus area for these kids right absolutely Mm -hmm. although in in the past year we have started a perinatal counseling program so we're working with moms as as early as pregnancy to Mm. be able to impact um the stressors that are in their life give them the very best ability to be the mom that they want to be very good and uh we can't let this go without mentioning the extra challenges that single parents are facing oh yes yes so with with the with the daycare crises with having a hard time with child care but then um single parents have to bear that burden um, often alone and so being able to help them identify and find connections and support systems Um, get help as they are raising their children is going to be key to us continuing to improve the lives of our children. All right. So the community assessment, uh, community needs assessment is done, if I understand correctly. The uh, strategic planning aspect is up and going. And uh, I I asked you before we went to air, and I'll ask you again now, um, there's no specific timeline for this, is there? It's just kind of a uh, a work in progress, at least for the next few years, something you're just, just going to have to keep tweaking and refining? Absolutely, and continuing to grow. So um, we really sat down with our board and said, what are our needs? What does Champions need to be doing? And we began to develop a plan. Um, we are growing and have been growing for about the past five years. And so with that, we're about out of space. <laughs> But the needs are not slowing down. The needs continue to expand. And so as we as we look through and develop a plan, it's how are we going to have the space to do the work that is coming up and meet the challenges that are continuing to expand in our community and throughout the nation, really, in the area of early childhood. And so as we continue to get the message out about what we do, our staff continues to be at capacity um, about the work that they're able to do. So finding funding to be able to continue offering these services and continue to expand our services. We are one of the only places in East Texas and really throughout Texas that has such a focus on early childhood. And so we, again, we work in about 59, 60 different counties. And that means we have a wide reach Mm -hmm. and a large um, capacity to be able to serve children and families throughout all of Texas. And so to begin having that statewide reach to be involved in statewide planning for early childhood and how we're going to serve children better is a a real desire for ours. After 25 years, we've seen a lot at Champions for Children. And so we feel like we have the unique capacity and the unique experience to be able to go out throughout the state and advocate for our children. 
Very well put, Andrea. And Andrea Horton and Michelle Kenyon from Champions for Children are our guests this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. It's interesting that you talk about uh, possibly needing to expand your physical space. That's a recurring theme in nonprofits around East Texas. Mm -hmm. Several we've talked to probably within the past year are either either have that in the works or have already moved into new facilities. So it doesn't surprise me to learn that uh, you've joined the club as you, yes. if you <laughs> uh, Getting into some of the specifics, some of the ways that Champions is working to address some of those needs. And I guess we can kind of review some of the things you've been doing all along and maybe some of the new programs you're implementing as well sure so you know we really began as an agency that was training high quality daycare teachers and 25 years later that is still what we are doing we um, we train every week about 15 brand new child care teachers providing them with the resources and the tools to be able to go into the classroom setting and be successful and offering continuing coach and mentoring to be able to help them address the needs that that come up that that we could never prepare them for in 24 hours worth of training um, but then we move on to that recognizing that sometimes our kids need a little bit more help and just having quality child care is it, it's a great start, but children face unique challenges every day. And so we support those children, we support their parents, and we give them tools and resources. We have programs um, from Brain Gym to Licensed Professional Counseling to an Autism Resources Program to help them learn about what autism is and how it might look in their child and really empower parents to be that, that force in a child's life to send them send them into the next level of success. Uh, you talk about a three-prong approach to serving children and families. Can you go into that a little bit for us? Yes. So our three-prong approach really starts with promotion of quality caregiver relationships. Like I've said, the number one thing our children need is not more toys or better clothes or um, even the, the best of foods, although that makes a huge difference, but the number one thing that impacts our children is the quality of the caregiver relationships in their life, whether it's parents, teachers, um, we work with foster parents, volunteers, mentors, um, those adult relationships are what really impacts that long-term success for our children. And the majority of our children with loving, nurturing caregiver relationships are going to be successful and are going to do all the things that they need to do. But we know that um, our society isn't perfect and people aren't perfect and we aren't perfect. And so um, sometimes bad things happen. And so we do work secondarily in prevention of adverse ex childhood experiences. We know that the more things that happen to a young child, the more stressors that they're exposed to during those early years, the, the more interventions that have to be put into place so that they can move on and be successful. That's not only in their careers, but also just with their health um, and with just um, even things like suicide rates and things like that are impacted by the early things that happen in a young child's life. So if we can prevent those, we do that through um, training daycare teachers and the community. What does um, child abuse look like? What do you do when you suspect child abuse? How do we support those families? How do we give parents the tools so that they are able to help children? But then we also recognize we can't stop everything bad from happening to our children. So if we can build resiliency and put protective factors in place that we can override a lot of those negative things that happen early in their life. Very good. Again, Andrea Horton and Michelle Kenyon with Champions for Children, our guests this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. <laughs>
website is championsforchildren.org. Phone number is 903-592-1454. And you're at 4883 High Tech Drive, just off Shiloh, east of Paluxy in Tyler. Uh, we want to maybe get into some more details if we have time about some of the specific programs. But in the meantime, we just encourage you to make that phone call or visit that website if you want to know more. Um, some of the ways that your listeners can learn more about Champions, obviously, visit that website. But you have a couple of events coming up, and we want to talk about that and then maybe talk a little bit more about other ways people can be involved uh, through maybe uh, donations, mm-hmm. volunteering, things of that nature. Christmas is, I think it's safe to say at this point, is just around the corner. You have a Christmas <laughs> open house December 14th from 1130 to 130. I know you're really looking forward to that. Yes, we are. We are. We are. This is gives us the people in the community an opportunity to come and actually see what we're doing on a daily basis. Uh, look around our facility, see our resource room, our lending library, which is absolutely fantastic that we have that and thanks to uh, our junior league partners uh, they have been such great supporters with that and uh, you can just meet some staff so it's a great opportunity for anybody who has some free time on december 14th to come and visit us and again that address 4883 high tech drive 1130 to 130 and then february 10th we've talked about this before and it always makes my mouth water the <laughs> art <laughs> the art of chocolate february 10th at willowbrook country club that's a new location but you tell us the same great event oh it's going to be the same but it's going to be a little better um i'm really really excited that we get the opportunity to move it to willowbrook because we can open it up to more people in the community so everybody who wants to come can come out and join us we have already aligned some really great artists that we're featuring and I'm just going to tease a little bit. One of them is very, very popular here in town. I'm not going to say the name just yet. Our little secret. It's going to be a secret, but um, this individual is very, very well known in town, and I am so excited that she's going to be there. We're going to have a lot of really fun things, um, silent auctions, things that people are going to be able to move around and interact a little bit more because we have a little bit more space too but it's just it's going to be fun it's going to be for a good cause and it's just a opportunity for everybody to join us in of our adventure in wonderland this year okay and it is the art of chocolate so there will be plenty of chocolate on hand for you to oh enjoy. absolutely oh, absolutely <laughs> yeah did not want to leave that part out while we're on that uh do you use volunteers at all and if so how how do you and how how can people can uh, get involved as volunteers we do use volunteers we have in fact next week we have a fantastic group from Southside coming in and they're going to help with our the lending library and a resource room that i had mentioned just a minute ago but you can call at our office at any time ask for me and we can get you scheduled you can help us Oh, just organize some of our teacher resources that we have or whatever we always can find a project to do and we also always have daycare centers that are in need of resources and we have a great group of volunteers from the um, tyler young professionals association that comes and delivers toys every month kind of get to be santa claus every month Mm -hmm. yes but um, (laughs) we have other centers that could benefit from that program it is just hard for them to get away even to get Mm -hmm. um 
toys and materials for their centers so if we have volunteers that can just go out to them drop off a set of toys pick up toys from last month and um, help them to have new ways to engage their children it makes such a difference very good so we just got into a little bit more of the donation piece we know the art mm-hmm. of chocolate i guess that's your big fundraiser of the year is that Absolutely. correct mm-hmm. but people can donate any time as they can with most of the nonprofits that we have on the show here i believe there is a donation button on the there website is. you can go there and it's worth mentioning as well that you're a united way of tyler smith county partner agency as well absolutely um if parents are listening to this and are struggling with their child or know someone who might benefit from the services we've been talking about for the last 24 minutes or so what is their first step just call just call Uh, we andrea and i every time we are out in the public we're always telling people if you or your child the teacher the parent would if you're struggling and you don't know what to do you call us and it's very very simple you call us we've got this amazing family care coordinator who can walk them through finding just the right service to help them she is well it makes it very simple and and if those services aren't through champions we do have partners all around the community and so again this is a collaborative effort to take care of our children so we don't try to do it all but we always say we may not do that but we know who does and so um even if you don't know if we have a program for you call us and we will help you find the right the right program and the right fit for your child andrea horton michelle kenyon our guest this morning on in focus with champions for children i'm john sims and what number do they call well we gave it out earlier let's do it again it's 903-592-1454 and if you go to the website you'll see an online request form and there's also an email address on Mm -hmm. there and i guess under certain circumstances it's perfectly fine to use those but i what i'm hearing is that if it's your very first contact with mm-hmm. champions you want to use the phone absolutely you want to make that phone absolutely call because it's easier just to get everything set up and get people oriented to what direction they're going to go in if you if you're having mm-hmm. that conversation over mm-hmm. the phone so we wanted to make sure that we included that as well uh, Uh, several things that we can talk about with another few minutes left in the show and uh, again if you go to the website you'll see categories like resources for child care providers resources for parents and guardians numerous trainings and workshops conferences and seminars a resource room and a lending library good old brain gym that we've talked Mm -hmm. about in the past classroom observations assessments you talked about autism a little earlier one thing we want to spotlight though because it's new something called bright by text that uh, just at a glance on the website, looked like a very interesting venture. Yes, yeah, so we've been working with um, PN3, Prenatal to 3 Policy Institute, and have been able to secure a subscription to a program called Bright by Text. It's a national program. And, um, and what we do is, if you go to our website and click on the parents and teachers resources and then go into the Bright by Text, it will allow you to sign up using your cell phone number and then about once a week maybe twice a week at the most we send out messages we find out what your child's birthday is that's all the information we really need Mm -hmm. is your cell phone number your child's birthday and then if you include your zip code we include in our messaging um, information about events in the community that you can participate in with your child usually they're free or very low cost and um and and it's a super great way to be informed about what's happening in our community but just go to our website click on the bright by text button and it'll take you straight into that um, information sheet where you can sign up 
we send out messaging about parental guidance, how to be a good parent, how to have those healthy relationships with your children, about developmental milestones and the things that your children should be doing. Also about safety. Um, during the summer, we talk about water safety. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about tornado safety. Mm-hmm. We talk about um, when is it time to start brushing your child's teeth. Just the simple things that um, you don't think about until you're a parent and you start wondering, when is the right time to start brushing my child's teeth? And the messaging starts coming in at exactly the right moment. So it's not a book that you read and then you have to continue going back. It is literally this is what is happening with your child today and so it's very timely um and you're able to to track your child's progress throughout their their life from birth through age eight wow that sounds pretty amazing uh we do have just a couple of minutes left in the show and trainings and workshops conferences and seminars i assume that those are ongoing throughout the year and that people Mm -hmm. who think they might be interested in that piece just need to check your website pretty regularly to see what's coming up and um, what uh, events are going to be of specific interest to them. Uh, You do uh, assessments, again, you do counseling, autism education and resources. There's a program called Brain Gym we won't have time to review today, but we've talked about it in the past and it's, I know, been uh, really a highlight of Champions for Children over the years. Find out more about that on the web as well. But as we get ready to wrap up the show, I want to draw people's attention to the front page of that website, championsforchildren.org. Studies have repeatedly shown that high-quality child care care that provides a loving, safe, stable, and age-appropriate stimulating environment helps to build the brain, body, and social-emotional foundation for that child to be successful in school and in life. And I think that's probably as good a way as any to sum up what Mm -hmm. Champions for Children is all about and what you're trying to get even better at through the strategic plan that you're working on. Correct. But we are just about out of time, and I want to thank Andrea and Michelle. Andrea Horton and Michelle Kenyon, our guests this morning on In Focus, thank you so much for being here this morning. And as I always like to say, keep doing the great things you're doing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Oh, certainly. One more time, Andrea Horton, Executive Director, Michelle Kenyon, Development Director of Champions for Children, based in Tyler, but casting its net far and wide. Our guest this morning on In Focus, I'm John Sims. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you again next week on In Focus.